0: It's time to hear what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly at the cinemas and on DVD. Get ready for...
1: Wait for it!
0: Film Sociology with WFYI's film guru.
1: Kaiser Scherze!
2: No, that's Matthew Sosi. It's
0: such a fine line between stupid and clever, yes. Yeah.
2: Let's find out how thin the line is. Here's your host, Matthew Sosi. Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the point and WFYI.org If you have a question or comment, you can email me at msoci at WFYI.org also on Facebook, also on Twitter, at Matthew Sosie. show's available as a podcast. It's also available on iTunes. And we have a blog, which someday we'll update at. Filmsociology.tumblr.com. The voice you heard is Kobe Slagle. Yep. Good to have you back here. Thank you. Good to be back. And the music, of course, you're hearing is uh, the late, great David Bowie. And this is uh, this is a song called Cat People, which was originally in the film Cat People, but was also used in Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. So there is that. <laughs> I think it's a cool song, um, and of course, Quentin has a has a knack of taking songs from other films and incorporating them into his. So, a little later on the show, way too many dead people. We like this week, so yeah, we will have an audio tribute to David Bowie, as well as Alan Rickman, and then there's a couple of actors I also that I want to bring up. But you can fade that out. It's really cool, and Cat, Cat People is just weird. That's a weird film with uh, Nastassja Kinski and. Uh, Malcolm McDowell, John Heard as well, directed by Paul Schrader. But uh, we we will talk about the Academy Award nominations. Of course, that came out on Thursday. Um, But, of course, uh, everything has been a little slower because of the... uh, the, We were still kind of mourning the death of of David Bowie before the nominations were to come out. And then, boom, Alan Rickman passes away. So, anyway, we'll get to that. But we want to start... There is one new film that opened in theaters today... Uh, not up for Academy Award consideration. And we knew one of of the actors, uh, John Krasinski, uh, helped present the Academy Awards to help promote the film that he was in. It's called 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, and it's uh, it's directed by Michael Bay, and it's the true story because every other film is a true story. Uh, of the uh, an American ambassador killed during an attack in a U.S. compound in Libya, and the security team uh, struggles to uh, make sense of the chaos, as it says in IMDb. But uh, but here's some intense Michael Bay like audio. Here we go.
3: Visa. Official. Pull over for inspection.
0: Sorry, sir, I can't do that.
1: Pull over for inspection!
0: How willing are you to die for your country? I'm gonna go right here, right now.
2: Hey everybody, this is Jack Silva. Jack. We trained SEALs at Coronado, so he knows the drill. Welcome to Club Man.
0: at risk. The ambassador is in his safe haven. You're not the first responders. You're the last resort. You will wait. None of you have to go. But we are the only help they have.
3: giving orders anymore you're in my world now we have 36
0: american lives to save
2: once again we got to work on the kobe watches trailer uh, cam if we ever need that in here so, you knew nothing about this film No, nope. no, nope.
1: never heard of it
2: okay well it opened this weekend, so there is that okay um, despite the presence of Michael Bay, for the most part, this film actually works um yes, kobe it's flawed but <laughs> but the michael Bla- Michael Bay flaw is considerably usually on a much larger scale. Um, what works about this film is the camaraderie between the guys um and the you know it, and it's not a ragtag group of misfits these are trained professionals and yes yes ladies John Krasinski's been working out and it shows in this film so you'll be happy to hear that Krasinski's the only guy I know I had to look up the other gentlemen like James Dale uh David Denman Dominic Furmosa uh Max Martini Pablo Schreiber Schreiber sorry um and they have some nice chemistry together yes and and it's you expect a lot of uh Kind of macho testosterone conversations, uh, usually in a military film, especially in a Michael Bay film.
1: In the trailer, there was a lot of no talking and nodding.
2: Well, there was a, well, it is a Michael Bay film. I think we've played Michael Bay trailers in the past where there was no dialogue whatsoever. Hello, Transformers. Um, (laughs) But the camaraderie between these guys is is good. It's the quiet scenes that happen. Michael Bay has been known, of course, cinematically, to make a lot of noise, and there are there are some there are some intense action scenes. Some of them are a little too long for my taste. The film's about two twenty, um, and especially early on, there is the action sequences are the kind of scatterbrained, heavily edited, you know, running with the camera thing that uh, that Bay has been known to do, and 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 is an irritant. But uh, besides that, and by the way, please stop with the missile point of view cam. You did that in Pearl Harbor. We don't need this here. It kind of takes away from it. And yes, there is of course the there is also the the serious music. Hello, Stephen Stolen. The serious music with uh with the slow mo uh imagery. Of course, and there there's a scene near the end. Not really giving away a whole lot with the American flag in a in a pool that's been destroyed. Get it. But I once again bring up the, camar- the chemistry between the guys and the setup because it's, it's a huge compound that they're defending. And it almost takes on a Western feel of uh, all these guys preparing for what's going to come next. So those quiet moments are really effective. I almost, I, almost, I started getting flashbacks movie-wise to films like Rio Bravo and the original Assault on Precinct 13. So I actually like this film more than I thought I would in spite of the Michael Bay presence. <laughs> So the film works in spite of its director, for the most part. So there, go go check it out.
0: Now that was a good
1: movie.
2: Yeah, I'll say it's good. So there is that. Um, Kobe, and that's the only thing opening. So we, right now, of course, the Academy Award nominations were announced on Thursday, uh, which means there will be a number of films that will get a wider release. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But, Kobe, uh, what is, is, are things happening at your alma mater? School is back in session.
1: Yes, school is back in session. And today... Tonight? Today tonight right now <laughs> So uh, if
2: you're if you're late and you're listening to us on your <laughs> as we speak but it's a
1: double feature so oh, so you can okay. catch it. Uh in the Happy Birthday IU cinema series.
2: Oh, Happy Birthday tonight, IU.
1: Tonight started at 5. Godfather and Godfather 2.
2: Nice. Double feature. Now have you seen both of those? Neither of them. You've seen none of the Godfathers. Nope. Does Bianca have any interest in the Godfather? Most likely not. Uh-oh. But they're not dirty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> It's crime. I don't it's know. crime drama. So okay, fine.
1: Uh, but she does have interest in this tomorrow, Saturday, January sixteenth, ten AM, The Wizard of Oz.
2: Of course. Mm-hmm. Good.
1: Uh, and then follow that up with The Godfather again at one, Godfather two at five, Wait. and Godfather three at nine.
2: Good film, not great film. Yeah. So was, there you go. Okay. I actually I like the idea of the Wizard of Oz and The Godfather as a double feature. <laughs> That's a lot of time. Quadruple feature there. There you go. Mm-hmm. So that's IU cinema.
1: Okay. IMA winter night series rolls on tonight with the man who knew too much, followed by Miracle from two thousand four next week.
2: I do enjoy the Kurt Russell hockey movie about the nineteen eighty US Olympic. Uh the great speeches. Never um, saw it. Really? Mm-hmm. Um it's it's I I remember the Miracle on Ice because I was ten when it happened and sure. you were not even a twinkle in somebody's eye. Nope. But uh but Kurt Russell is exceptionally good in this. Uh even even with the hair and the weird clothes and the and the Minnesota accent, uh he really whips the kids into a froth. And uh I, I really I, I enjoy that film a lot. And and uh and especially his performance. So um what else do we got over there? That's about it. That'll about do it. Wait, isn't uh, isn't the IMAX downtown showing two thousand and one? Let me check on. Could that. you check that please? Yep um like i said a little later on we will have dead people we like because we don't have time for dead people we don't like including two audio tributes one to david bowie and the other to alan rickman and uh, we'll get into the academy award nominations in a little bit as well do we have an update there
1: um looking
2: hot scrolling accent during the show yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh sorry Should we take a break? You know what? This might be the earliest break in the history of film sociology. You know what? Let's do. Let what? Let's take a break. Let's. All right. We're going to take a short break, and when we come <laughs> back after the break, the information about the IMAX of Screening at 2001, you're listening to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI, hd 2 the point, and WFYI.org. <laughs>
0: Hey, guys, I'm Molly Sims, and you're listening to Film Sociology on WFYI in
2: Indianapolis. Thank you, Molly. <laughs> Welcome back to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the point, and WFYI Matthew Sosie here, hanging out with Kobe Slagle. Yep. and yep, and and yes, we the mystery has been solved. We took the earliest break in the history of the show.
1: Thirteen minutes in,
2: that's right. So, but we're fine. We're in control. Yep. Uh, so, Kobe, what do we have uh, happening uh, for you fans of seventy millimeter prints as well as Stanley Kubrick, uh,
1: as part of the Indie Film Fest Roving Cinema. They're having 2001: A Space Odyssey
2: Thursday, next Thursday, January 21st, 6:45 at the IMAX downtown. So if you get it, there's a golden opportunity to have a pure cinematic experience of seeing 2001 on a giant screen. A pure
1: so, cinematic. I, that experience. is a
2: pure cinematic experience, my friends. So uh, not to be missed. So hopefully you can make it out there for that. Kobe, can we get uh, quite possibly Christopher Lloyd's finest contribution to the show besides besides his uh, his wisdom. Doing our uh, the annual show of uh, dead people we like. Uh. <laughs> there's a there's a pretty big one this we week. We don't hey. have time for dead people. We don't like. Yes. And Kobe's catchphrase now a part of the film sociology lexicon. <laughs> Too many dead people we like this week. Or as you said from Anchorman.
1: Too many people died last year.
2: That's right. Uh, We just found out today, actor Dan Haggerty, best known as Grizzly Adams of film and television fame, uh, passed away at the age of, uh, oh gosh, 74, 74, if I remember, 73. Um, Going back, I I was trying trying to find out what he did before uh, Grizzly Adams. He appeared in films like Muscle Beach Party in 1964, where he played Biff, Muscle Man. Also, did a number of biker films like uh, *Angels Die Hard* in nineteen seventy, *The Tender Warrior* in nineteen seventy-one, uh, *Bury Me an Angel*. Well, they're not all biker films. *The Pink Angels* was that was the that was a, fil- a film about a homosexual biker gang in nineteen seventy-two, and then uh, became uh, Grizzly Adams in nineteen seventy-four with *The Life and Times of Grizzly Adams*, which was made into a TV series from seventy-seven through seventy-eight, and then there were more Grizzly Adam films like *Legends of the Wild*. And uh, the last thing of, I mean, he kept working up until the very end. The last thing of film of note that I remember recall hearing about him in, although I did not see it, he played the character of Tubby in the 2007 Rob Schneider prison comedy Big Stan. So there's that. Um, Brian Bedford, uh, born in England, uh, died uh, this week at the age of 80. My wife and I got to see him perform several times at the Stratford uh, Shakespeare Festival up in Stratford, Ontario, and uh, going through, and uh, it was – he's the only actor I've ever seen. Uh, I can't remember the show, which show he was in, but he – not only did his entrance gain thunderous applause, he took a bow – On his first entrance, (laughs) and and as my wife reminded me, he earned it. So, but uh, mostly, you know, again, Will does kind of hop between TV, movie, and the stage. Mm. Um, In 1966, became uh, played Scott Stoddard in the uh, film Grand Prix with James Garner. Uh, Pop culture icon, you'll know him. He was the voice of Robin Hood in the Walt Disney animated feature from 1973, The Fox. Yeah, yeah, that guy. And this goes out to my buddy Abdul. He also played poolside companion to J. Edgar Hoover, played by Bob Hoskins, in Oliver Stone's Nixon in 1995. And also played Mr. Fezziwig in the TV film version of the musical of A Christmas Carol. So there is that. Classic funny man Richard Libertini, who uh, also passed away January 7th at the age of 82, uh, most notably for, uh, especially my age, uh, the Crazed General in the In-Laws. He was also in Sharky's Machine and Best Friends, both with Burt Reynolds. Um, right out the right out of the gate, 1968, in films like The Night They Raided Minsky's, Don't Drink the Water, The Out of Towners, The Great Dark Comedy, Catch Twenty uh, Two, the films I had already mentioned. He was also um, he was also Chevy Chase's boss in Fletch. In those films. Um films like All also played a lot of uh character roles, i.e. ethnic roles. In films like All of Me, Unfaithfully Yours, Deal of the Century, Big Trouble, Soup for One, the Musical Version of Popeye, Days of Heaven, uh, The Lemon Sisters, The Bonfire of the Vanities and Awakenings. He was also in Nell. So with that in mind, um Kobe, I, I David Bowie were you a David Bowie fan? No.
1: I was not. You, I never got into him. Um, he,
2: he he started out in the 60s. I know you're not a fan of white rock of <laughs> the 70s, so he kind of got in right before that.
1: I, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't really know a whole lot about him. Except um, for the
2: stuff you hear on rock radio.
1: Yeah, and honestly, can't... Not really my thing.
2: Your candor is duly noted. Now, back to the tribute. Uh, <laughs> but when, The thing I loved about Bowie as an artist whether it was music, whether it was movies, you honestly didn't know what he was going to do next. And that is rare to do, difficult to do. And I think that to the degree of success... That he had with his different incarnations, whether it was Ziggy Stardust, the Thin White Duke, member of Tin Machine, the man who fell to earth, uh, all of that. There's, there's something to be noted about that. And, and mm-hmm. that's actually an inspiration for me for the Blues House Party, that you don't know song the song what's going to happen next. And I do want to note, this week, um, The Martian came out on DVD and Blu-ray. Congratulations for it, getting all the nominations. But it, they used my favorite Bowie song, Starman. And not only that, but they used the song in its entirety. Not oh, the yes, not yes, the yes. movie edit. Yeah. You know, you hear you hear songs that you've heard a thousand times, and you and then you hear like a bad. I mean, worse than classic rock radio, oldie radio. Fades out edit. after the
1: solo, and then
2: right something, or they cut the solo solo out entirely. You know, out all together. So anyway, with that in mind, here's a, a little audio tribute to David Bowie. Can I help? Yes,
4: sir. I want to sell this. Uh, Where'd you get this ring? It's mine. My wife gave it to me. Look, the initial is wrong inside.
0: Yes? T J N. Do you have your ID? I'm British. I have a passport.
4: Thomas Jerome Newton. Mm. This is not a pawn shop. Pick a pardon. If I buy this ring now, you can't
0: redeem
2: it later. Understand?
4: I understand. Twenty dollars. Twenty
0: dollars.
4: Take it away, but. day for it sir
0: yes you have family waiting for you wife and two kids sir one with one without how's about yourself sir you're very good you're really very good I'm amazed we've not met before. I beg your pardon? I've been watching you ever since you left Cape's yacht. Very impressive. I am? Stop performing now, Ed, if that's your name. <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? Okay. I represent <laughs> Monsieur Mavie, and uh, I can assure you that he can be Far more reasonable than the Savar. The Savar? Shall secret, please. Death squad. Iranian Gestapo.
4: Shaheen's
0: boys. Shaheen's boys. <laughs> I like you, Ed. I do like you. You're very good. The stones. What? Where are the stones? I can't help you. We do understand each other, don't we? Oh, I am. So you are the king of the Jews? King's your word. Well, you are Jesus of Nazareth, aren't you? Yes, I am. Well, that's what they're saying. You are the king, the Messiah. It's also said that you do miracles. Is this good magic or bad magic? Could we have some kind of uh, demonstration? I mean, can you do a trick for me now, see? No. I'm not a trained animal. I'm not a magician. Well, that's disappointing. This means that you're just another Jewish politician. Do you want to know something? You're more dangerous than the zealots, do you know that? Say something. You had better say something. All right. Tell me what you tell people on the streets. Yes. Yes. The prophet Daniel had a vision. A tall statue had a gold head and silver shoulders. The Stomach was bronze, the legs were iron, the feet were clay. A stone was thrown. The clay feet broke and the statue collapsed. Yes. You see, God threw the stone. The stone's me. And Rome, Rome is the statue, yes. So your kingdom, or your world, will replace Rome. Where is it? My kingdom, it's not here, not on earth. It wouldn't be, would it? You know, it's one thing to want to change the way that people live, but you want to change how they think how they feel. All I'm saying is that change will happen with love, not with killing. Either way, it's dangerous. It's against Rome. It's against the way the world is. And killing or loving, it's all the same. It simply doesn't matter how you want to change things. We don't want them changed. You do understand what has to happen. We have a space for you up on Golgotha. Three thousand skulls there by now. Probably more. Guard! I do wish you people would go out and count them sometime. Maybe you'd learn a lesson.
4: No. Probably not. So, this is the great Denton. Mr. Ellie has refused about your act on any number of occasions. Hold out the other hand.
0: What's conducting the electricity?
4: Our bodies, Mr. Angier, are quite capable of conducting and, indeed, producing energy. Have you eaten, Mr. Angier? <laughs>
0: I need something impossible.
4: You are familiar with the phrase, man's reach exceeds his grasp. Is a lie. Man's grasp exceeds his nerve. Society only tolerates one change at a time. First time I tried to change the world, I was hailed as a visionary. Second time, I was asked for lightly to retire. <laughs> so here I am, enjoying my retirement. Nothing is impossible, Mr. Angier. What you want is simply expensive. If I were to build for you this machine, you would be presenting it merely as illusion... Well, if people
0: actually believe the things I did on stage, they wouldn't clap, they'd scream. I mean, think of sawing a woman in half.
4: Mr. Angie, have you considered the cost of such a machine? Price is not an object. Perhaps not, but have you considered the cost?
0: I'm not sure I follow.
4: Go home. Forget this thing. I can recognize an obsession. No good will come of it.
0: Well, hasn't good come of your obsessions?
4: Well, at first... But I followed them too long. I am their slave. And one day they will choose to destroy me.
0: If you understand an obsession, then you know you won't change my mind.
4: So be it. Will you build it? I've already begun to build it, Mr. Antier. I hope you enjoy the mountain air. This will take some time.
0: Can I help you? You want to buy some ignorant art? Ten bucks piece? No, I I think it's okay. Of course, Uh? Mr. Bishop. Gee, ignorant art, Bruno. Yeah, you know, like, stupid, like, ridiculous, crummy art. Wow, that sounds good. That's new. Ten bucks. Oh, gee, it didn't work very much on these. I can give you, like, five. Bruno, you're rich.
4: Maybe you should talk to Bruno. You, you don't even work on your stuff? No, it's not how much you work on something that matters. It's how much you get for them. I can get ten. These are great,
0: Bruno. Maybe I'll take 2 I'll take, um... Uh,
4: let me see these. I'll take this one, and... Oh, I don't know. Bruno, can I borrow some money? Yeah. Here. You have changed? Made a good deal. You can us too. Oh, let me look at those, Bruno. <laughs> yeah, but they're mine now, Andy. Huh? Sure they're yours, Bruno. Everything good's yours. Give me the child.
0: Sarah, beware. I have been generous up until now. But I can be cruel.
4: Generous? What have you done that's generous?
0: Everything. Everything that you wanted, I have done. You asked that the child be taken, I took him. You cowered before me, I was frightening. I have reordered time. I have turned the world upside down, and I have done it all for you. I am exhausted from living up to your expectations, isn't that generous?
4: your dangers untold and hardships unnumbered.
0: I have fought my way here to the castle beyond the Goblin City. For my will is as strong as yours. And my kingdom... Wait. Look, Sarah. Look what I am offering you. Your dreams.
4: And my kingdom is great.
0: I ask for so little, just let me rule you and you can have everything that you want.
3: kingdom is great.
0: Damn, I can never remember that line. Just fear me, love me, do as I say and I will be your slave. My
4: kingdom is great. My kingdom is great. You have no power
2: over me the audio you heard the man who fell to earth his first film where he played an alien appropriately enough uh merry christmas mr lawrence into the night yes him as pontius pilot in martin scorsese's film version of the last temptation of christ he played uh, tesla in the prestige played andy warhol in basquiat and yes the goblin king in labyrinth yes david bowie and i both had something in common we've both pretended to stalk jennifer connelly <laughs> Um, I tried getting audio from The Hunger, but that's such a visual film, and I think of one other scene with Catherine Deneuve and Sad- Susan Sarandon. Also, of course, the musical Absolute Beginners, and yes, fun cameo in the first Zoolander film. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the guy was a was an actor in his own right and picked the parts that kind of fit him, whether it was Pontius Pilate as a rock star or an alien or a vampire, he made it work. So, yes, yeah, salute to David Bowie on that. Now... Uh, now we have Alan Rickman, who everybody has got to know, obviously, from Die Hard and Robin Hood and uh, another guy who jumped from stage to screen to television. Well, stage to screen, definitely. But, uh, but here's, a, here's a little audio tribute to Alan Rickman.
3: I'm going to count to three. There will not be a four. Give me the code. One.
0: I don't know, Ed, I'm telling you. Get on the jet to Tokyo and ask the chairman. I'm telling you, you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. I
3: thought I told all of you I want radio silence until further I'm
0: very sorry, Hans. I didn't
1: get that message. Maybe you should have put it on the
0: bulletin board. But I figured since I... waxed Tony, and Marco, and his friend here, I figured you and Carl and Franco might be a little lonely, so I wanted
2: to give you a call. How does he know so much about this...
3: This is very kind of. you yes, I assume you are our mysterious party crash. You are most troublesome
0: for a security guard. Sorry, Hans, wrong guess.
2: Would you like to go for double jeopardy where the scores can really
0: change? Mm, these are very bad for you. Who are you, then? Just the fly in the ointment, Hans. The monkey in the wrench. Pain in the ass
3: Check on all the others Don't use the radio See if he's lying about Marco And find out if anyone else is missing Mr. Mystery Guest
0: Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here Unless you want to open the front door for me
3: I'm afraid not But you have me at a loss You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall
0: Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts.
3: Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Roxley! I'm gonna cut your heart out with a spoon!
0: Why a spoon, cousin? Why not a Because
3: it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. And keep the stitches small. And call off Christmas. You, Myram, 10.30 tonight. You, 10.45. Bring a friend. Nor is the earth the less or loseth aught, For whatsoever from one place doth fall is with the tide unto another broad for there is nothing lost that may be found if sought. Shall we continue tomorrow? No, for I must away.
2: Away? Where?
3: That I cannot tell you. It is a secret. Or you do what? Exactly. Hit me with that f- fish. Now, just sit down on the bed and shut up. Jesus Christ. Look at my suit.
0: Look, just take whatever you want, but don't kill or rape me.
3: Oh, give over, Willie. I couldn't rape you if I wanted to. Angels are ill-equipped. I'm as anatomically impaired as a kendo. Now, make yourself useful. Give me that towel, will you? Honestly, you bottom feeders and your arrogance, you think? Everybody's just trying to get in your knickers. What are you? I'm pissed off, is what I am. do you go around drenching everybody that comes into your room with flame-retardant chemicals? No wonder you're single. Now, stand back. As I was saying prior to your firefighting episode, I am the Metatron. Don't tell me the name doesn't ring a bell. You people, if there isn't a movie about it, it's not worth knowing, is it? I am a seraphim, the highest choir of angels. You do know what an angel is, don't you? Metatron acts as the voice of God. Any documented occasion when some yahoo claims that God has spoken to them, they're speaking to me. Or they're talking to themselves. Why doesn't God speak for himself? Glad you decided to join the conversation to answer that human beings have neither the oral nor the psychological capacity to withstand the awesome power of god's true voice were you to hear it your mind would cave in and your heart would explode within your chest we went through five atoms before we figured that one out
0: oh. Oh. how do i know you're an angel
3: what well, you mean aside from the fiery entrance and the expansive wingspan you want more proof fine How about Tequila? Mr. Potter. Our new celebrity. Tell me, what would I get if I added powdered root of asphodel to an infusion of wormwood? You don't know? Well, let's try again. Where, Mr. Potter, would you look if I asked you to find me? To first teach the students to block unfriendly spells, Professor. Then I suggest you take extra care, Mr. Potter. Loss of limb will not excuse you. Page 394. Should you ever steal from my personal stores again, my hand might... Just slip over your morning pumpkin juice. I haven't stolen anything. Don't lie
1: to me. Don't. I'll send Marvin. Marvin!
3: I think you ought to know I'm feeling very depressed.
1: Well, we have something that should take your mind off things.
3: It won't work. I have an exceptionally large mind.
1: Yeah, we know, but, um, we need you to go down to the number two entry bay and pick up our stowaways and bring
2: them up here.
3: Just that. I won't enjoy it.
2: Yeah, well, that's life.
3: Life? Don't talk to me about Life.
0: Door just side.
3: Ghastly, isn't it? All the doors in this spaceship have been programmed to have a cheerful and sunny disposition. Anyway, come on. I've been ordered to take you up to the bridge. Ah, oh, please yourselves. Here I am, brain the size of a planet, and they ask me to take you up to the bridge. Call that job satisfaction because I don't. You can thank the Sirius Cybernetics Corporation for building robots with GPP. What's GPP? Genuine people, personalities. I'm a personality prototype. You can tell, can't you? How did I come to this? Not again. I played Richard III. Five curtain calls. There were five curtain calls. I was an actor once. Damn it, now look at me. Look at me! I can't go out there and I won't say that stupid line one more time can't. I won't. You will go out there. I won't. And uh, nothing you say will make me. The
2: show must go on. Ready, go. Damn you. Damn you. By
3: grandfather's hammer, you shall be avenged. Yeah. All right.
1: By Granthar's hammer, by the sons of Warvan, I shall avenge you.
3: By Grabthar's next. By Grabthar's hammer. What a savings! By Grabthar's hammer, Doctor Lazarus. Don't do that. I'm not kidding. Well, you're just going to have to figure out what it wants. What is its motivation? By Grabthar's
2: hammer. By the sons of Warvan. The audio you heard from Die Hard, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, a film I'm sure Kobe and Bianca will have to watch someday, Sense and Sensibility, Dogma, of course the Harry Potter films, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and of course, Galaxy Quest. So, big old salute to Alan Rickman. It it was fun to... I, I worried after Die Hard and Robin Hood that he would just play nothing but bad guy roles, and so was really happy to see him... Uh, be allowed to branch out, always cool. Do you have Do you have a Rickman, uh, a moment of note? Um, not,
1: not particularly. got to um, work on. That. I think I think Bianca would say though she was sad that Snape died.
2: Of course she would. I can yeah. hear her, I can hear her saying that. So
1: yeah, and and actually you know what it was is like you know who you know what what Professor Snape died. Oh yeah, I saw
2: that. Well he he died in the last film. Technically, yeah, if you I'm want to die- be <laughs> but Alan Rickman. Actually died, so there there is that. But yeah, really, really. and uh, hopefully, I have to look and see if there is actual uh, video of because the other big claim to fame before what I think it led him to getting Die Hard was being in the stage version of Dangerous Liaisons, playing the Malkovich role. So yeah. there there is that. Um, but yeah, salute to both of them. It's uh it, it's it's been a it's been a bad week for the creative folk. So we we miss them a great deal. Of course, we mentioned earlier. This is, by the way, film sociology. Matthew Sosie here, hanging out with Kobe Slagle. Academy Award nominations came out Thursday, and uh, a few, of course, every year. And and I, I I said earlier in the show, I was really glad I didn't have to do a whole lot of uh, online discussion of the Academy Award nominations, partly because Alan Rickman died and just didn't feel like getting into it. But there is the obligatory, all caps, misspelled, you know, this film was robbed, this actor yeah. was robbed. So happy for this film to get its, get its just due, you know, at least getting recognized. There'll be a number of films, of course, that will get wider releases because of being nominated. Films like uh, Room, hopefully Spotlight, um, films... Um, You know, the Danish girl probably will. 45 years, which hasn't come into Indianapolis just yet. but uh, And by the way, I I do want to say this. I I will correct myself when I'm wrong, if Kobe doesn't do it for me. But um, I didn't think Sylvester Stallone was going to get nominated for Creed until last week. When he got the Golden Globe... Um, and I remember seeing the film. Really liked him in. Really liked him in Creed. <laughs> under the radar. That's a Mel Kuyper impression. That's nobody cares. But um, you know, it was it was really solid work from him for Creed. But I didn't think it was it was award worthy. And I was wrong. And and that happens from time to time. And there's no problem with that. Um, but looking at the IFJA list uh, that I'm a, a member of, I know probably the biggest uh, snub, if you really want to go there, is uh, with Jacob Tremblay, who played the boy in Room. Um, there was talk that he was going to, they were kind of pushing him for supporting actor, which wouldn't be fair at all. And, uh, you know, the question is, who do you take out of the best actor category to take his place? Um, you know, probably you have a strong five, Brian Cranston for Trumbo, Matt Damon for the Martian, Leonardo DiCaprio for the Revenant, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne for the Danish girl. Um, you know. You could take out—I don't know—who do you take out? You take out Redmayne, or you take out Damon, or anyway, that—but that's that's on that. So Kobe, with with the nominations, is there anything that you now want to see, or you've been informed by your wife that we should go see that? It got nominated.
1: Um, honestly, no. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Best Picture nominees. I didn't—I've not seen any of them, really. Yeah, we got to work on. Um, didn't see the Big Short. The Big Short's probably the one that I'm most interested in. Bridge of Spies. Saw the trailers for that. Didn't really do anything for me. Brooklyn, beyond your ma the saw. I think
2: your wife saw it with her mother.
1: Yeah, um, Mad Max. See, I'm Ferry surprised Road. you hadn't seen Mad Max. Well, I, st- Road. I tried to watch it. I've tried to watch it a couple times and just can't get into it. The Martian. I. I no, eh. <laughs> the Revenant. Uh, mm.
2: as, as I'm sorry, as your lovely wife informed you, it looks dirty. Yeah, and what we mean by that is unwashed. Yes, it's 19th century hunters, trackers. Yeah, not a not a dirty movie. Room, not to be confused with the, the room. room. Yeah, you've heard that. And Spotlight. And Spotlight was my number one film of the year. Actually, the fact that my top three films of the year both all got picture nominations, I'm I'm pretty excited for.
1: So I've not seen any of these. And then just going down the list of, I mean, looking at actresses here. Um, I've not seen Joy. Because
2: um, I'm surprised you hadn't because that's a David O. Russell film. But, and also your wife and mother-in-law yeah, she also saw, saw Joy.
1: Yeah, she saw that. So haven't seen The Hateful Eight yet. Want to see that.
2: Yeah, really happy Jennifer Jason Leigh got some. I mean, this was uh, – I try not to use the term comeback player because she never went away. But between getting the nomination in Hateful Eight – and she was also one of the voices in Anomalisa, which is up for Best Animated Feature, which I was really happy to see. Although, as well as when Marnie was there, I, I championed that film to the IFJA. I thought it was better than Inside Out. And, really? Yeah, I did. It's and but it's similar because it is another film. It's of course Studio Ghibli, uh, but it's a Studio Ghibli version of dealing with uh, how to deal with a young girl and her own emotions. Mm. So it's just not done Pixar style with Inside Out. And I enjoyed Inside Out. Love Inside, Inside Out got Inside Out got a screenplay nomination and rightly so. So that's that's out there. Um other surprises, really happy that uh the documentary What Happened Miss Simone got not, got recognized, especially and and Amy made my top 10. That was my that was I think my number 10 film. Um really happy George Miller got a nomination for director for Mad Max Fury Road. So, how far did you get in the Mad Max Fury Road by the way?
1: <laughs> I don't know, maybe half hour, 40 minutes or something. Wow,
2: and still not not even See, here's my here's what I what I want to happen at the Academy Awards. First off, I want Ennio Morricone to win for Best Score of The Hateful 8. I also want him to, you know, cuz you know when they do the songs, they'll they'll have people perform. I I want Ennio Morricone to not only um conduct the orchestra for the Academy Awards this year, I want them to bring in the guy with the flaming guitar from Fury Road and have Enyo conduct him. That would be cool. See, that would be cool, right? He, he's got a giant fiery guitar. He could do He could do the, you know a medley of the Spaghetti Western themes because that all had electric guitar in it. Huh? Huh? Yeah, See, Academy, yeah. take these notes. Give me a little credit. That's
1: what we're here for.
2: And a swag bag. But... <laughs>
1: Uh, looking at documentary feature. Amy, uh, really liked Amy,
2: As Amy in, uh, Winehouse. Yep. yep. One, um, although I think it, the other one that probably has a really strong chance is the Look of Silence, a sequel to a, a documentary of similar tone, but also getting getting raves. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a strong it's a strong field, I think. So. Um, Anyway, let's let's go through these. We we, we you already mentioned uh, the best picture nominees. We already mentioned uh, best actor and kind of it's kind of up. People people bag on DiCaprio for not winning best best actor yet. You know, he's okay. I don't think he's I don't think he's losing sleep in his gigantic mansion with no, his myriad of modeled be, girlfriends. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't be concerned no, about him.
2: not not really. So, it's okay. Um, lead, uh, actress in a leading role, you have Kate Blanchett for Carol. And by the way, as Emma and I were watching the, uh, the, the, nominations be announced as we were DVR, we DVR'd it. Anytime Carol got mentioned, I'd always say Cheryl. Thank you, friends of Archer. Uh, Brie Larson for Room, who I really, really like. Jennifer Lawrence, of course, for Joy. Charlotte Rampling for 45 Years. And Sasha Ronan for Brooklyn. And that's that's a tough feel, because I would love for Charlotte Rampling to get it, because she's been around for a long time, and I loved her performance in 45 years. Uh, but Brie Larson also, that's kind of an out-of-nowhere, also under-the-radar <laughs> um, film that got, got Best Picture. So it's no longer under the radar. Uh, and Sasha Ronan was really, really good in Brooklyn. A lot of understated performances amongst, amongst the ladies. Uh, best Actor in a Supporting Role, of course, Christian Bale for The Big Short, Tom Hardy in The Revenant. Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, uh, Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies, and Sylvester Stallone for Creed. It's not even Hardy's best performance this year between, um, between Mad Max Fury Road, which was kind of a silent performance, and uh, Legend, where he played the Krays. But I think that's I, – I got a feeling they're going to give that the Sly as a career achievement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and An actress in a supporting role, Jennifer Jason Lee for The Hateful Eight, Rooney Mara for Carol, Rachel McAdams for Spotlight, Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl, and Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs. Alicia, again, this year's Jessica Chastain in like five films this year, providing solid work all across the board. Um, don't know. Could be – it could also be a career achievement for Jennifer Jason Leigh since she's been around for a long time and comes from a showbiz family. Who knows? But anyway, we'll be we'll be breaking down analysis and post analysis, and we'll bring in Mel Kuyper and his giant Oscar <laughs> board um, between now and February 28th. Also happening around this time, actually the night before the Academy Awards, the Razzie Awards were yes. announced. And Kobe, you have the listings I right there. I have them. Well, it's a good way to end the show. Let's uh, let's find out who got nominated. Worst there. Worst
1: Picture. Yes. Fantastic Four, ooh. Fifty Shades of Grey, Jupiter Ascending, Paul Blart Two, and Pixels.
2: I saw three of those. Pixels, Pixels wasn't that bad, but uh, yeah, that's. I think that's. You know what? I think that's Fifty Shades t- uh, to lose, really, or to win. <laughs>
1: Worst actor: uh, Johnny Depp for Mordecai, ooh. Jamie Dornan for Fifty Shades of Grey, Kevin James for Paul Blart, Adam Sandler for The Cobbler, and Pixels, and Channing Tatum for Jupiter Ascending.
2: Ed Johnson not like looking at Channing Tatum and Jupiter ascending. Um could go to Depp, could go to the 50 Shades guy cuz apparently it's not his Christian whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We're
1: supporting actor Chevy Chase Hot Tub Time Machine 2 and Vacation, Josh Gad for Pixels and The Wedding Ringer, Kevin James for Pixels Jason Lee for Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip, and Eddie Redmayne for Jupiter Ascending.
2: I heard really bad things. I have not seen Jupiter Ascending. Apparently, I need a few cocktails and then watch that. But, yeah, they Eddie got hit pretty hard because this was the film that came after winning Best Actor for Theory of Everything.
1: I didn't realize he was in this.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, but apparently, I think – you know what? I think they might give it to Kevin James since he, he can't win Worst Actor for Paul Blart. But they'll give it to him to play the president because nobody nobody would ever – well – Say Trump's running, so maybe Kevin James has a shot in this in this land. Anyway, moving on.
1: Worst actress: Catherine Heigl, Home Sweet Hell.
2: Oh, we just don't like her.
1: Dakota Johnson, Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh. Mila Kunis, Jupiter Ascending. Jennifer Lopez, Boy Next Door, and Gwyneth Paltrow from Mordecai.
2: Ooh, that's a that's also a strong field. <laughs> Paltrow doesn't bother me like, like she does other people. Dakota Johnson, probably. It, it, it might be Dakota Johnson. And Catherine and Heigl is apparently just a miserable human being to work with. So uh, anyway, that might, I think that might be neck and neck.
1: We're supporting actress uh-huh. Kaylee Cuoco-Sweeting for... Alvin and the Chipmunks and the wedding ring. She's
2: in I don't want to see Alvin. She I'll Google image her.
1: Rooney Mara for Pan, Michelle Monahan for Pixels, Julianne Moore Seventh Son, Amanda Seyfried Love the Coopers and Pan.
2: That's an open field, I think. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no front runner there. That's interesting. No, that could You know what? That could go anywhere. except for those five
1: worst director andy Fickman for paul blart two tom six for human centipede three sam taylor johnson 50 shades of gray josh trank for fantastic four and andy and lana wachowski for jupiter ascending
2: i i think that's a neck and neck race between 50 shades of gray and the human centipede three worst (laughs) remake sequel or ripoff because they can Alvin and the Chipmunks,
1: Fantastic Four, Hot Tub Time Machine Two, Human Centipede Three, or Paul Blart Two.
2: Ooh, see, I would say, humans. Also, neck and neck between and neck, huh? Between Human Centipede, uh, and Fantastic Four, and possibly Alvin and the Chipmunks, because you know what? They have sixty albums to their name. (laughs) Thanks, Kobe.
1: Worst screen combo: all Uh. four Fantastics.
2: Er, Get it? Because they're.
1: Yeah. Johnny Depp and his glued on mustache. Yeah. Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson. Ooh. <laughs> Kevin James and either his Segway or his glued on mustache. Oh. And Adam Sandler and any pair of shoes from The Cobbler.
2: Ah, I get it. Um, I will say that's a neck and neck between Fifty Shades of Grey and Johnny Depp and his mustache because okay. nobody liked Mordecai at all.
1: Worst screenplay Fantastic Four, Fifty Shades, Jupiter, Paul Blart Two, and Pixels. Fifty Shades. Okay. Yeah. And.
2: <laughs> yes. There, is there a career achievement?
1: No, but there is the Razzie Redeemer Award.
2: Oh, yes. Somebody who had won before and actually did something of war, of note. Yes. Okay, here we go.
1: Elizabeth Banks. It doesn't say what, what for.
2: Oh, um, Love and Mercy. Okay. Uh, Okay, there's that. M. Night Shyamalan. The Visit. Okay, yeah, that's a step up. Will Smith. Concussion eh, and know. Sylvester Stallone. Cree, Oh, Sly. They'll give it to Sly. Thanks. Sly. Might be a double winner this <laughs> that weekend. You know, maybe. You know what? If Sly is smart, he would pick up his Razzie. He would pick up his 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 Razzie award because he had so many in the past. <laughs> so, all right. So anyway. Razzies are the 27th because the Oscars are the 28th. And uh, yeah, we'll also bring in Mel Kuiper and his giant board to break that down. <laughs> Although I think that's this seems a little easier than the Academy Awards. So anyway, with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, words to live by.
4: Silent Breed is people!
0: Zardoz has, has spoken. Started.
2: So until next time, go see an Oscar-nominated film. There's plenty of them. You deserve it. And there's no excuses for now until March. You're listening to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the point and WFYI.org.
1: We go home. Good night, Fort Myers. Good night, California. That's not what I said.
2: Why can't we
4: just see them do cool stuff all the time? I'm in a movie. I have a limited amount of time. Be cool.